The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Media Match, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Steve Dennis. Oh man, it's a big Thursday. It is a big Thursday. Hey fans, how are you going to control your nervous energy? Get out and run five miles in the morning? What are you going to do? It's that time of the year. It is so beautiful. And we lead off this Thursday with the very exciting and telling news that we know the one guy that Jerry Jones will not let go of or let some other team come in and grab. And he remains... A member of the Jones family. Jason Garrett always wanted to be in the permanent picture. This guy is in the permanent picture. Uh, I'm Steve Dennis. We got matches. John Mashota from the Athletic and About Them Boys podcast, where I heard you got all fired up this week. Are you feeling the playoff pressure matches? No, I just don't have time for stupid takes. <laughs> well, then what do you do a show with me yeah, for? Yeah, this is going to be bad. Then. <laughs> I'm about to bring about three. We got Nick Eatman, of course, uh, legendary okay. to you Cowboys fans okay. for, for his content <laughs> here on okay. DallasCowboys.com for two decades plus. Uh, we got Sorry. Bobby Belt, brand new member of Media Mash. Happy to have Bobby here, who is the new insider for 105.3 The Fan. Maybe you know him from his work with the NFL Network. I'm going to go ahead and call you one of those young, uh, kind of smart minds that cover <laughs> wow. the Cowboys. That's gracious. And nobody's ever That's called me that. Sean so. McVay's type stuff. No, going no, no, here? no, 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 no. Maybe Kellen Moore the second half of the season. <laughs> you came up with a stat, and you come up with some stats. Yeah. And those of us that do this thing, we we noticed that uh, you had my favorite stat ever this week. That uh, home playoff teams are 91% if they win the turnover battle. Yep. 91% in the history of the NFL. That is ridiculous. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, uh, that's just real simple. Get get two fumbles and an interception and go home. Ball. Get the ball. Oh, that's all you got to do, huh? Yeah, that's all you got to do. Okay. Um, all right, let's talk about Will McClay. Where there's a Will, there's a McClay. Okay. I Something mean, in there was clever. Hey, well, Chris Beam didn't give you the, the Super Mario Brother coin. No, what's that? <laughs> what's that? Yeah. Oh. The bading. There you go. The bading. Yeah. It, it must not have been good. Right. Uh, yeah, I got that instead. Uh, will McClay will remain with the Dallas Cowboys. Big news today. VP of personnel. Uh, he's been with the Cowboys woo, way back to the mid-2000s when he was the head coach of the Desperados. Uh, just a personal note, he's always been one of my favorite. When he was the coach of the Desperados, I would sit and talk to him almost every day in the spring in the atrium. When everybody else went to lunch for the big media lunch, I never went. Uh, when we were out here hanging around for free agency or whatever mm-hmm. it was, and Will would always come in and chat. Uh, when he was the head coach of the Desperados back, I don't even remember the years, 06, 07, 08, somewhere in there. Um, Just a wonderful human being, and the Jones family has made it clear that these other teams are not going to steal Will McClay. Right, and this is a position that, obviously, where he's at, it's, okay, other teams will want you for a GM, and other teams have interviewed him for for GM, and he could be a GM somewhere else, but the Cowboys obviously want to keep him. I mean, I don't think there's any better... Uh, example of his value than during the game when I think it was in the fourth quarter they put up this graphic saying the 2021 Cowboys are the only team to have a quarterback throw over 4,000 yards, running back over 1,000, wide receiver 1,000, defender with 10 plus sacks, and a uh, defensive back with 10 plus interceptions. And it's all guys that Will McClay has been responsible for drafting. Um, And you can just look across the landscape of the NFL. Like, everyone's not doing this. You know, if you think that everyone's doing this or you want to be a guy that tweets at me, uh, what about TJ Watt? Well, yeah, everybody swings and misses. Go go find me the next guy that found their franchise quarterback in the fourth round. The other thing about Will McClay is he wears a ton of hats. So, like, if you follow, like, a lot of these games on TV and, and you've seen, there haven't been many where they don't show Dan Quinn up in the coaching box and Will McClay's up there with him. Charting plays when the game where in New Orleans where uh, Dan was the head coach, Will was right by him on the sidelines charting plays. I mean, what what other player personnel people, GMs are doing stuff like that on game day? And he doesn't wear all the hats, you know, because he doesn't wear the GM hat. And that might actually be the best thing for him because I think, you know, he's got duties that are very similar of a GM, 
but he doesn't have that. And I think he's got a really great job here. I really do. He gets a lot of credit for some of that success. Doesn't get a lot of the blame. There hasn't been a lot. I mean, they you know they don't they haven't won a lot, but he doesn't seem to get that. So I think he's got a really good job. He knows it here. You know, family's important to him in Dallas, and so you know I think it, it works out well. They want him here. He wants to be here. It's a perfect marriage. Quick, real quick on that though, if his track record, or we'll just say the Cowboys' track record, looked at what Dave Gettleman's done recently with the New York Giants, he'd have plenty of heat. If it was that disastrous. But it hasn't been disastrous, so that's why he's not. But I know what you're saying by him not having the title. Yeah. But if it was going as bad as that, where you're just making bad signings, you're you're not getting anybody in the draft. He would he would take a lot of heat. Yeah, and I mean, I think the the biggest thing to me about getting him, we've talked a lot about what are you going to do if you lose Kellen Moore? What are you going to lose if you do if you lose Dan Quinn? I think losing Will McClay would have been so much worse for mm-hmm. this organization. I, I mean, you don't want to lose those coordinators, I don't feel like, but that would have been so much worse just because the Cowboys, when you talk to people around the league, you talk to people here in the building, they have a very particular way about their scouting process, about the way they do things, that if he were gone, everything would kind of be thrown into some turmoil. It's not easy to go find somebody outside the building to hire to come in and and do things the way they like it's not necessarily easy to elevate some of the guys that are there right now they may not be ready to be in that position to take it over so i also think if you would have lost him you also potentially lose some other scouts who go okay well you know i'll I'll go Mm -hmm. look for some other gigs somewhere else so you could have had some real turmoil in your personnel department if you lost him so i think the joneses knew that and were like let's get this wrapped up well he's good people the Cowboys, yeah. you know, yet they hang on to good people. Look, Nick is still here. <laughs> hang on to good people, and Will McClay is the linchpin of that. Uh, Whatever. I, see, Beam wants me to point out that he's still here. That's why I got the – see? Okay. Uh, it's uh, – it, you know, they, they don't miss on them all. I mean, it's uh, – he's a good guy, a wonderful guy. Uh, I, can, I haven't covered this team. I've been in the studio for eight years, and I can still text him whenever I want to, and he'll always answer me. Now, that is a special dude right there. We all know How long is the text? Oh, very brief. (laughs) But he'll never leave me hanging. If I got a question, he'll give me some answer. All right. Uh, We got stuff we want to get into on this Thursday edition. I mean, the game is just barreling barreling up on us. A couple of quotes I want to throw at you guys. Uh, You were all involved in uh, the comments from the players uh, this week, and I want to make sure uh, that I didn't miss any. But I love the one from... Uh, Micah Parsons, the dude is a rookie, and he doesn't back down from any challenge. And the thing I love about that, there is, we've said it all year, there's nothing phony about it. It is a sincerity uh, of ridiculous proportions, this notion that uh, they play billy ball in San Francisco, and he says, I'm from Harrisburg, where the bullies get bullied. I mean, that's just genius. Love that. I love Dak. Uh, we don't care what people believe about Uh, us outside these walls whether they think it's a good matchup or not Uh, we're excited for the matchup it's going to be a dog fight it's going to be a war and we're exactly up for that I think the comments those two anyway have you guys heard other comments that give you some type of a feeling from the players about the week you know, the, the feeling that I've gotten is we've noticed in the last couple of weeks, I think the offensive players, when we've talked to them in media availability, they've been very annoyed lately about the questions about execution and yeah. things like that. It, it's gotten on their nerves, particularly I think the quarterback's been kind of annoyed with us the last few <laughs> weeks. But, you know, I think similarly, the defense seems a little annoyed these last two days hearing about all the physicality questions. Randy Gregory today talked about, you know, I think we're a pretty physical football team. I don't think we're getting enough credit on that front. Uh, you know, Micah Parsons talking about Debo Samuel. Yeah, he's a he's a tough matchup, but if he's back there, you got to treat him like a running back, but that means he's got to get hit like a running back. He's got to go down just like anybody else. And Demarcus Lawrence kind of annoyed with some of the questions. And yeah. so there, there's an irritation level, I think, and that's good. You get irritated because the physicality, it, this isn't just something that I think is overblown. I think the physicality versus finessing, that's absolutely what this game comes down to. I think the people in this building know that's what it comes down to, and that's what they've been talking about in these meetings. And I think just the defense is, is a little tired of hearing it, though, and, and they want a chance to go out there and hit some people in the mouth, which is good. You don't, But, again, it kind of goes back to the Will McClay thing. If, if the track record spoke for itself, you don't get those questions. But the track record shows otherwise, so that's why you get those questions, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so, I mean, but whose track record though? I mean, like, I mean, I'll, I get it. I, we all watched the game. 49ers looked really impressive, 
Who's beat him seven times though? I mean, like, like seriously, like, like that. I'd be annoyed too. It's like, well, this is a bad matchup because you know the Forty ers could do this and this. I mean, they get beat by seven teams this year, or maybe not seven teams. They've lost seven times, and and those teams that have beat them are good football teams. Well, guess what? Welcome to Dallas. You're going to face another one. Uh, I meant more of the style of play. The style of play. The, the yeah. style of play with the 49ers well, is, is a much more physical style on both sides of the ball, and the Cowboys isn't. I mean, it kind of goes to this whole entire game. Like, you don't even need to tell me what happens in the game. Just tell me the style of the game. If it's going yep. to be a high possession, throw the ball around all over the field, Cowboys are winning this game no problem. If it's going to be run, ground, and pound like that, could the Cowboys win that way? Absolutely. But I feel very strongly if it's that game and it's minimal, minimum possessions, the 49ers are going to win. I'm so glad you took us to this, Bobby, and, and from the players, because my whole first page is all about that. Um, <laughs> and you wrote about it this week, uh, finesse versus physicality. Remember a few weeks ago when I said the two teams I'm worried about are San Francisco and the Rams, and you jumped all over me? More so than Rodgers and Brady? Remember that? Yeah. And I wouldn't. I don't think anybody would not pick that right now. Anyway, <laughs> well, who would disagree with that? I, I, you know what? I actually, I think I would actually take. I, I think Tampa's more yeah, right for the pick than San Francisco. I agree. Uh, but we're going to get into yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, I love see, Brady. Here, okay. I, I was worried about the the Niners' physicality from a different point of view, though. I don't want the Cowboys to get caught up in that kind of game or that kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. Cowboys may be a finesse team, but they're a more talented team. No See, question. Shanahan's run scheme, he just, they go 100% to the wall. He goes through five running backs a year. See, finesse teams that have talent, like Zeke, Amari, they got to worry about their players' injuries, little knicky-knack injuries. Shanahan doesn't care. He runs Mostert until he's hurt. And then he brings in Elijah Mitchell and you, runs him until he's hurt. If you got to a Super Bowl recently, why would you change what you're doing? But, but that's his style. Right. It's just Seems go, go, go. The Cowboys can't try to match that. I think that's – and the matchup is all that matters now. It's not about what's happened in the past, not about the future. It's this matchup right now. The Cowboys are a more talented team. Uh, they lead the league in points and yards for a reason. So I don't blame the Cowboys for getting a little upset with the physicality of the 49ers. Let them do what they do. Just score points and, and, and get up on them. And now their little run scheme isn't worth anything. That, that, that's easier to say, though. Right. I, I mean, Rams went up 17 nothing, and then the 49ers came out at halftime and ran the ball 14 out of 18 times and got back in the game. So, I mean, they're committed to what they do. I do think it's important they got to score. I would, I've said this all this week. If they win the toss, I'm taking the ball to start the game. I want Dallas to score, put San Francisco on their heels. I don't want Kyle Shanahan getting an opportunity for a nine-minute drive to open the game, 14 plays, 75 yards. Go out there, score, set the tempo. You set the style of play early. So get the ball and, and go at it. I that, agree. What yeah, was the one game absolutely. where they didn't do that? Was that Denver that they decided not to take the ball? Yeah. And and Denver they got the kickoff to midfield and then they went four and out and on and then that kind of changed everything. One of the games I thought they should have done exactly that: make sure they got the ball first if they had the chance to set the tone. It may not have well, been Denver, Denver. They did take the ball. They okay. Did then take it wasn't it. Denver. It was one of the losses. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. But anyway, I, I like that point. I think you're right. Um, but, uh, the, I mean, DeMarcus Lawrence is going to get upset because no player in the NFL isn't physical. I, I think the conversation gets a little long. They don't think they're physical. They don't think they're not physical. I was going to say, right. I mean, I've seen some Dion highlights before. Right? It's not well, exactly physical. But you haven't seen, against the run, you haven't seen DeMarcus Lawrence not be physical. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, he, he can handle his chops against the run. Yep. Um, they've got a complicated physical run scheme, but... Uh, like you say, there's a reason they've lost seven games. The, the Cowboys, uh, this is what I love about Kellen Moore, and I hope they don't lose their identity in this game. That was my concern when I said that I don't want to see him play San Francisco because they're, you know, if they're going to, well, we got to run the ball and be physical like them. No, don't lose your identity. Ke- Kellen keeps telling us uh, yards are yards, points are points. Do what you have to do. I don't think the head coach feels that way. Well, Kellen's calling the plays. I'm glad you brought that up, though, because that has, that, that has nothing to do with this game, but it just hasn't been lost on me the last couple of weeks that how much Mike's gone out of his way to answer questions and say things about 30-plus rushes in games and things like that because every time he says it, I go back to that press conference earlier in the year. I know exactly what you're talking about. When Kellen said that, he's like, yards are yards. And when he said that, I was like, yeah, this is what this is the way that most of the younger offensive minds think like that. But 
I don't know that Mike McCarthy loves that idea, but I agree with you, though, that you shouldn't be changing your style, especially because, like you said, they are the more talented team. You yeah. should want to throw the ball over the yard because you want that quarterback to have to throw the ball mm-hmm. all over the yard. I mean, they've turned the ball over 24 times this year. That might not seem like a lot. That's the most of any NFC team that's in the playoffs that's left, most of any of them. So if you can have Garoppolo back there throwing the ball, that's your best thing. That's exactly what you want. That's got, like, you were talking about the quotes. I loved Micah's quote about the uh, – um, we got to just stop the run on first and second down so yep. the monsters can eat on, on third down. And the monsters are him and DeMarcus and Randy Gregory. And if you can stop the run at all, that's what you want because you well, want Garoppolo having to throw on Let me down. give one more example and let both Bobby and Nick go here. Um, they've got very good linebackers, San Francisco, mm-hmm. against the run. You can torch them in the passing oh, game. Oh, man. You can, get, no, no, I, yeah. you, you can get them in mismatches yeah. in the passing game. They, they've had problems with that all year. And if you're going to play their style, where you're going to let their linebackers just flourish against the run, and you're not going to take advantage of them, uh, you know, with, with CD across the middle, you're stupid. Yeah, well, and, and I mean they haven't had Dre Greenlaw all year, and they just got Dre Greenlaw back, and he's a talented linebacker. I do think Fred Warner's the key to it. I think the big thing for Dallas is they're going to want to stop the front four, slow that down as much as they can. And occupy Fred Warner somehow. You do that, and you can take some shots against this secondary. This secondary, I, I looked it up today. The last six weeks, third and nine plus, they are converting. The opponents are converting against the 49ers 52% of the time on third and nine plus. That's an absurd. The league average for the year is 23%. Mm. It's at a ridiculously high level. The 49ers have drawn seven more pass interference flags than anybody else in the NFL this year. Dallas has drawn the second most from their receivers, have drawn the second most defensive pass interference calls this year. So to me, it's just get in there, set up some max protect, trust your receivers to win on their routes, and go to town. You know, I think I've said this before. I I think the Cowboys do not take enough advantage of of that that stat you're talking about with the P.I. You know, you throw the ball deep. They don't throw the ball down the field as much, and it used to be as like a 50-50 ball. It's no longer a 50-50 ball anymore. It's a 25-25-50 to me, it's a 25% he's going to catch it. 25 it's not going to be caught. 50% it's going to be pass interference. So maybe that's a little high, but we're talking about 65 to 75% chance that you're going to get the ball down there. They need to take more chances. That'll back some teams off from their trying to stop the run as well, especially in a game like the Raiders. The Raiders won that game because Derek Carr said, you know what? They're going to call it, I'm going to throw it, and we're going to get the ball. And Dallas didn't do that as much. And this isn't a secondary that you have to worry about taking the ball away. This secondary takes the ball away like previous Cowboys. Except fumbles. They do force fumbles. They force fumbles, but I'm talking about in the back end, like picking off passes. Nobody on their team. I think Jimmy Ward's got the most with two. I mean, it's very 1-1-1. I mean, you can definitely challenge these guys in the back end. Well, I love when everybody says, well, the Cowboys must run the ball. This is very simple to me. If the Cowboys can run the ball, this game's going to be easy. If they can run the ball like they did in the, mm-hmm. in the middle of the season against Philly and that three-game stretch where they just ran over people, if they can do that to San Francisco, this game's going to be lopsided as hell. But they're not going to be able to. I see almost no way that the game's lopsided. <laughs> well, Regardless of what happens. I agree in your scenario. They're the Cowboys not going to be able to run the ball. I just don't see how this game gets lopsided. So, so how are you going to beat them when you're in the second quarter and it's obvious now, one of the things you wrote this week was your five ways the Cowboys can win the game was they got to be creative in the run game. So explain yourself on that. Well, I don't think there's anybody more creative than San Francisco. So uh, you could take something out of their playbook. No, uh, I just I was pointing out some stuff that I saw during the year that it just seems like, you know, later in the seasons kind of got pared back. Like for one example, like I just mentioned that that play that sealed the game against Carolina where yeah. Zeke and yeah, uh, Pollard both yeah. like how come that you just don't see that anymore? Um not that not that C D Lamb is Debo Samuel, but maybe this is a game where you give him a handoff or something like that. Like you just you just don't see as much variety there and I feel like San Francisco shows a lot of variety. Now, you need the pieces for that, but I just don't think it can be like that Arizona game where they're just constantly the running between the tackles. The touchdown against the Chargers back in Week 2 when um, Pollard comes around the corner, right. oh, yeah, you know, yeah. just a handoff to him, and, and they basically said, we're going to go right at Bosa. We're going to run right at him, and, and we're going to, you know, and now I don't know if you want to do that all the time, you know, with this Bosa, but I'm just saying sometimes you have to do that. Everyone was worried about that game and can steal block them and all that, and they, they ran some things at the you know at those guys and so you know maybe they got to do some more creative things yeah i mean i think those jet sweeps uh, you mentioned cd lamb i mean what we saw two three times this year 
where they used him similar to the way Ty Montgomery was used in mm-hmm. Green Bay, where he is lining up in the backfield and doing some stuff. I mean, he's CD's carried the ball, like I said, I think three times out of the backfield this year, like lined up like a running back. And so, I mean, they've done it. They can do some things, I think, with Cedric Wilson on these jet sweeps because these defenses also know he's a threat to stop down and throw the ball. So you might be able to take advantage of some hesitancy and, and get him to the edge. And so I think it's all stuff that Kellen Moore is probably looking at. And Kellen Moore praised, you know, Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers offense this week as, yeah, they do a lot of great stuff. You like to study them. You like to check them out. But, you know, I, I think that there's also a little bit of bluster here. I, I'm not buying that they're going to run the ball 30 times this week. That like McCarthy keeps saying that. I, I just don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to say we got to get into our style of ball because we know our quarterback versus their quarterback, they cannot beat us if that's the game. How much do you guys think that, that some of the creativity goes away later in the season because – there's less room for error. So you you maybe are a little bit more conservative because, to Steve's point, you do have the talent. So maybe you think that you don't have to lean on it because your point, I thought of this because you just mentioned Cedric Wilson. There was a part of me in the Arizona game where I was like, what a great play. Why wait till you're down in the fourth quarter to run that play? That play works in the first quarter, the second quarter, third. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Why, like, I just hope that we don't have to see that after your back is against the wall type thing, I guess is what I'm saying. That's true. I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't think they're going to run the ball a lot because I don't think they want to slow. They shouldn't want to slow the game down. I mean, like that's what the 49ers are going to want to do. Yeah. That to me, just it just it neutralizes everything. When you when you're just short in the game, then it's like you, there's no room for error. But if there's if like like Steve, like you're saying, I believe the Cowboys are more talented too. So if you just keep giving me. The same amount of possessions as you get, and we we get up to ten, twelve, thirteen. I like my chances that the, the better team is gonna is gonna win. It's the same with basketball. If you slow it down, now every shot is you know is is more important. But if you're just going up and down the court, well then the the, the better team's gonna Absolutely. win. Absolutely, and that's why the four Nayers want to play that way. They want to only have like seven, eight possessions. Right, right, they, right. I, Completely. That's that's exactly why you they look can't at this. play into their hands. Right. See, so uh, Kellen is, is gonna fight McCarthy here. Like like. No, I think I, when McCarthy I, I, says I think thirty. McCarthy's thrown. I no, think, yeah, and, and when he says talking. thirty, it means like you know if you're up late. You get you know you get an extra ten runs in there. I kneel like down that. here. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Like, me, I don't think he means it's going to be early. That no, no like I, I don't. Twenty think carries think, at halftime. I don't think he's saying this is the way we're going to beat the no. 49ers. I, and if he is saying that, I think he's just talking. Like he would never do that. He, oh yeah, right. it's not like he's completely throwing us off on like a right. dozen occasions. Let's take year. the let's take the numbers off the jerseys in this August yeah, practice. Right. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That, that matters. The one thing they can't do is let Nicky Bosa wreck the game. So you got to figure out. To make sure that doesn't happen, and you're talking about the six offensive linemen, maybe again, uh, we see that. Uh, I don't know, uh, twelve personnel often something, but you just can't let Nikki disrupt what Dak wants to do. If that doesn't happen, well, if, you, if you call him Nikki, he might get pissed he's off. And like, he's got that shirt on. He got, I get it. That's but his guy. I mean, man, his guy. Let me tell you, one of my favorite. You're things. worried about him more than Eric Armstead, though. No. Nicky Bosa's a monster. He's a monster, but I like what I got on the outside more than what I got on the inside. Well, and I, I think you can do some things with formation and scheme some things up to to discount a little bit more of what Bosa does. I mean, you, you can just do some things with formation. When it's Armstead inside against Connor Williams, that's just the matchup. That Chris and, and Jones game that's right. that Kansas City had, and, and, that's what... Um, yeah. and, and look, I mean, Zeke talked this week about Joey and Nick are very similar. Not just like, oh, their manners, but the way they play, the way they use their hands. Mm-hmm. Nicky's better. Nicky's better. He is. He but, was always better. But... A okay. little they, faster. They, they, like Zeke said, they're very similar players, and they had a pretty good <laughs> game plan to take Joey Bosa out of it against the Chargers and they executed it and they did that without Lyle Collins that was with Terrence Steele in there so I think they can do some of those things I do agree I think Armstead's a little worrisome Arden Key is I I think people have slept on him a little bit I think he's a good player yeah remarkable coaching again by Shanahan and what they've done after losing two guys for the season on that D-line and these guys are all playing at a really high level Um, I, I, I am more impressed with Shanahan than I am any coach in the league and and I have been since he was in Houston. Uh, it's it goes way back. This dude coaches athletes, and we're going to talk about this a little later in our rapid fire when it comes to Debo Samuel. He he coaches athletes and gets the best out of them. And Quinn does that here, uh, very similar. That's what he's done to this defense, which is different than we've seen around here for a while, where you just see a unique skill. 
and you bring it to the field. That's what Shanahan does. It's scary. It's but, funny you say that, though, because those two guys, I mean, they should have a Super Bowl together. If yeah. it isn't for the greatest coach and the greatest quarterback of all time, they, they should have won a Super Bowl together. And the fact that I never say run the ball, but that team <laughs> yeah, should have run the ball. But, uh, all right, let's do a little thing called rapid fire coming up next. Just a, a, a scatter shooting of topics that I can't wait to hear your guys' opinion on. We got Mashoda, we got Eatman, we got Bobby Belt with us. It's Media Mash uh, back in a quick shake. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back back, back, to Media Mash. Welcome back to Media Mash. Cowboys Nation, thanks for being here with us. Mashoda Eatman, Bobby Belt, my name's Steve Dennis. All right, we're going to have some fun here. It's going to be very quick, so so grab on to something. Uh, rapid fire, we call it. Topics are coming very fast and furious. These guys are going to uh, give their opinion on them. Uh, for example, I'm going to start with this one. Does Jimmy G still suck, or is he dangerous? <laughs> uh, I mean, you saw what he did against the Rams with no timeout in a minute and a half. I think he can be dangerous, and I think the way that San Francisco runs the ball gives them some favorable looks but also he has the second highest interception percentage of anybody left in the playoffs at quarterback and so i mean he'll turn the ball over on you i think he's got i I know stafford's probably a lot more talented but they're very similar in the fact that sometimes they can look like you know detroit stafford sometimes they can look like this stafford and i think jimmy g can go both ways like that so i don't think he sucks you know i think he's i think i say it all the time i think he's a bus driver but I don't. That's not a bad term for me. I mean, I, sometimes you have to, you know, turn on the tape of speed too and 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 drive that damn thing. And and he can do that if he needed to. He needed to the other day and he did. Yeah, I don't think his ceiling's anywhere close to Stafford's. But I do agree with the bus driver part. And it is just fascinating that yeah, Tom Brady just won a Super Bowl in the NFC. But those last three NFC quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jared Goff, Nick Foles, it is pretty wild. You can get to a Super Bowl with a game manager, and that's what he is. Well, people always wonder why didn't this guy win a Super Bowl? Why didn't that guy win a Super Bowl? Because Jimmy G overthrew the wide open receiver that would have won the Super Bowl. But it's one play, man. It's but crazy. that's how you win Super yeah. Bowls. Oh, yeah. Eli Manning, how did he do it? Well, the dude caught it on his head, <laughs> and then he made a brilliant pass to Manningham the other year. Yeah. That's how you win Super Bowls. Jimmy G had a shot. And missed it. All right, number two. Uh, which do you trust more with everything on the line now? Kellen Moore or Dan Quinn? Oh, Dan Quinn. He's just more experienced. Uh, I mean, the proof throughout the entire season. Uh, yeah, there, there, there's just no question to me that the resume is just different. I mean, I think, you know, two, three, four years from now, it'll be different. But just there's, the experience get, makes me give it to Dan Quinn. 
Yeah, I think so. And and and, and it's also about who who's who is he calling the plays for? And I just I just trust not only Dan Quinn with the experience, but I, I I think your best football player on the team is Micah Parsons. That's what I think. And I think that him out there, the combination of it, I think that I trust that I trust that more. Yeah, I'd go Dan Quinn. I can't recall a time here in the last twenty years where we had a coach who went an entire season where I felt like we didn't even have a single week where we were like, well, he didn't have a great week. Right. I mean, every single week, I think people have felt like Dan Quinn's gotten the most out of the defense. And, you know, there's no reason to think that that's going to stop now. This goes back to the question we had earlier in the year. Uh, who has the advantage, Shanahan or Quinn, because they know each other? Right. I mean, it's a hell of a matchup. Uh, I think they're very similar. I think that the one guy who may match up best than any other D.C. in the league would be Quinn. Do you guys agree with that? I would agree with that. I know when we made the that conversation earlier, it was I think Dan Quinn and Matt Ryan, and right. I'll always take the coach over the player. I just I might just will always just because of their experience in that. This is different though. This is a more fifty fifty. I could see either side having advantage because it's not about just coaching one player. It's about you've been in rooms together talking over philosophy for hours upon hours and what you do in this situation. Why would you do this and things like that? So I don't know that there really is an advantage one way or the other. Yeah, I, I, that that is a tough one. I, I don't have a good answer for that. I really don't. I, I think that I still think it comes down to players, um, and you know if you've got the scheme for it. But but he he's they're both very similar in the fact that they're they're coaching. I mean, the fan bases for the, both teams are going to look at the other team and be like. Who is this guy? How do you pronounce that? Ayuk or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know those guys as much. I mean, the, the the hardcore fans that play fantasy football, that's one thing. But I mean, there's going to be there's 49er fans that really don't know what Jaron J- Curse can do. You know, that's just an example. These two coaches are getting the most out of their players. So that's why it's a fascinating matchup to me. How much do you evolve? I guess is the question because I mean you remember Chris Richard going back to Seattle, but he was like, "Well, who's going to have the advantage?" Seattle did because Chris Richard didn't change the hand signals in the defensive backfield, and Seattle was able to exploit. Was that. that a mistake? They fixed it for the playoff game, you know. And so this week they both Dan Quinn and Kyle Shanahan and his media availability in San Francisco have both talked about how yeah, there's some general philosophical things you can see on tape that they seem similar, but they're like. They've changed a lot, too, and yeah. a lot of the coverage concepts are different, and Kyle's doing some different things running the ball. So I think that they maybe had – I wrote about that this week. I think they both got a head start on their homework, but I don't think either one's familiarity with the other is an answer key for this Right, week. because you can't, you can't look at Atlanta tape and be like, all right, this is what Quinn likes to do there. Where's the Parsons? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He didn't have that guy there. Okay, well, you know. And maybe he had similar guy in Seattle, but, I mean, not not really. Not like, in, you know. Atlanta. Okay, I, I mean, he's he's using Keanu Neal and DeMonte Casey different than he used them in Atlanta. Yeah. And so, I mean, even if you go back to guys he had in Atlanta that he has now, he's not using them the same way. I loved your Ayuk mention. I mean, here's a second-year player that was feeling a little too good about himself sure. when the season started. You want to talk about coaching? Shanahan put him in the doghouse Mm -hmm. because he didn't like the way he was acting. He was no factor for seven weeks. And now he has bought in. And now he is a problem. He made that guy a football player. And that is, I just love coaching like when, that. When Nick said Ayuk, though, it made me think of who's that player for the Cowboys. I feel like it's Dalton Schultz, like the guy that puts up numbers. But, like, is the opposing team's fans really going right. to know who Dalton Not Schultz really. is? True. Uh, all right, another, another question to throw out there. Will Trey Lance make an impact in this game any way, shape, or form? <laughs> yeah, I think he will, yeah. yeah. No, I, I think that that's going to be – you know, one of the ways that they're going to try it. I, I think Kyle Shanahan, being the guy that he is, has to have seen, all right, what did Taysom Hill do to right. this team? What have other guys done? This? And he's going to say, all right, at the very least, I'm going to, you know, have him in there. Maybe he doesn't touch the ball even, but maybe he's just out there to make them think or, or to, you know, pursue things a little bit differently. Mariota scored, and so, right? Yeah, I think, I think he's absolutely going to be on the field at some point during this game. I think Mariota, Mariota scored, scored in yeah. the game. So, yeah, I mean, they, they could – do something and like on that. that play. It took you a minute because it was a blur and you knew it wasn't car. Well, car I'm watching the game and I go, "What the heck?" Car is like, <laughs> you know, baiting Anthony Brown or something on that play. I don't remember. That was two years ago, Thanksgiving, which just seems so far ago. And regardless, even if he is out there or not, you had to have spent some point this week preparing for him. If you didn't, that's a huge mistake. All right, which is more likely Sunday: a big make or a big miss by Zerline? I'm going to go with a big make. I just, I will, I will say this. 
his misses on, on his extra points, like, I don't think this game comes down to, like, him kicking extra point at the end. And actually, when he's been called upon to kick a big field goal somewhat late in games, he's actually he's actually come up big. Yeah, I think both is the answer. <laughs> I mean, he really is. Especially, one early, especially one if, he, if he does miss one early, he's he's decent. Or, you know, he's pretty good at correcting the problem. Well, you want to make sure that he gets the order right. You got to get the order right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you can't. You and can't. he did say big kick. He didn't say just a kick. Big. So he's yeah, he's big. made the big ones. It's no, he'll miss these he, ones. You're just like, how did you yeah. miss that? He's made four kicks inside like the final three minutes, I think, this year that tied or put them ahead. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I would lean big kick. But my thing is, I don't know that they're going to give him the opportunity, to be honest. I, I don't know if they're going to take gonna be forced into it, though. I, I think they're going to. I just think, you know, if it's a fourth and four from the third. I could see them just going go for it. Like, like I don't know that with the margins being so thin, with how evenly matched these teams are, I don't know that they want to put it in his hands. Okay, well, well I don't hey, disagree. The end with of that, that Chargers game. I mean, it's not like he was kicking great at the beginning of the year, and it wasn't like they got super close for him. So, no, well, no. he's talking about middle of the game, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm just saying. Oh, I'm saying that big kick. I, I yeah. thought I'm talking like possible game winning situation. Yeah, we're talking about the big time. kick. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a, yeah, I mean, in that situation, yeah. like if you're lining yeah. up for a game-winning kick from 50 yards out, you have to take it. You can't just yeah, go, you don't well, even, I'll go hey, for it. You don't even try and get any closer than but, 56. But, but, you're but like, this I, is good enough. But I think, yeah. I think if because you're because the chart said that we did that the, okay. before the game, and... you said so. <laughs> if you're more, and Jerry said this, uh, Jerry said this week on 105 through the fan that this is going to be this will impact the way that they call things a little bit. But I think that if you are more aggressive on fourth down, you're not necessarily even going to be in an opportunity where that kick's going to come down to it because you're either going to have success and you're going to keep moving the ball and you're going to score and you're going to ahead or you're gonna have struggles and san francisco is gonna have a short field and you're gonna be down and so i don't know that it'll matter all right we're playing rapid fire here on media mash so glad you're with us bobby belt from 105.3 the fan and the nfl network matches uh john mishota from the athletic and his podcast and nick eatman with all cowboys platforms uh on his belt all right and what about you uh, my name's Steve. Okay. Yeah, I just wear... You can give a little bit more than I that. I just wear Ohio State stuff. And, the Ohio State. <laughs> and and show up, and you guys give me a chance to chat Cowboys with you. All right, here we go. No, next question. What should Cowboys Nation count on more? The scored the most points in the league stat or had the most takeaways in the league stat? I thought you were going to say the whiteout that they're going to have in the game. <laughs> what about that? I don't know. They think they're Penn State. Maybe Micah will feel a little something. Might look a little bloody at times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, may have. See, I don't like that because you really see where you're the really going to see. You're going to yeah. see, and yeah. sometimes it's not what you want to see. Right. In AT and T Stadium. Yeah. But well, how, how's it been at Penn State when they've had Nebraska come in there? Uh, or, or about when Ohio State goes there? Completely white. What's, what about when Ohio State goes there? Completely white. Well, you guys play along and just wear no, like the Nikki Bosa. They don't allow kids? any Buckeye ticket, any Buckeye oh, people yeah, they put in the there. band up in the upper bowl, like up in the corner. No, no, there. No Buckeyes get to Happy Valley games. You don't get in the stadium. What? It's I, all white. They don't sell them. They, I, thought, I thought the school take, gets them. Well, there, yeah. may, there may be like oh, yeah. six of them up there, up there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I feel like I've seen <laughs> Okay, before. sorry. Yeah, uh, scored the most points in the league stat or had the most takeaways Ooh. in the league stat. Which one should Cowboys fans count on more? Oh, it's got to be the takeaways. They've just been too consistent throughout the season. And to be averaging two per game is absurd, really. Like, that's not luck. Like, you do that over, especially now we're expanding the season. Like, how many how many games are you going to add in there before you're like, yeah, I don't know. I think that they're just good at taking the ball away. And I was doing some uh, research this week. 91% of uh, postseason games ever, uh, you win the game if you win the turnover battle. I, I was doing that stat earlier oh, this week. Okay. I'm just kidding, okay. Bobby. That's, <laughs> Bobby, Bobby, Bobby that's a good one. That's a good one. It is a good one. That's good. No, but but if you can count on that, then you count on a win. Absolutely. But I always love stat guys. It's a by good the way. stat. Do, do you like go into a special room to 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 <laughs> no, find? I just I pop open the laptop, go to stat head, and just if you know how to use stat head, you can find anything you want. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. There it's are a just lot of navigation. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot of it, it's, it's genuinely if you just know how to use. You know it's just, how to use like, it. The problem is there's like eight different qualifiers you can put on there, and I don't think a lot of people their eyes kind of glaze over when they say it. But if you know how to use it, you can find any answer. you Well, want. that counts everybody over the age of forty-five. Well, and, and the thing, the thing about stats too is you can make. 
any stat into you know your yeah, argument. You can sure. figure sure you it can. out. Yeah, yeah. and but, that's fun to do when you dive in and yeah. try to find something. I, that, I I was fine with that stat about the the, the five guys. You know, this never happened before. You know, with a thousand yard yeah, rusher, yeah, four thousand, yeah. because it was even. Right. Don't give me the baseball one that's like he's the first player ever with 200 home runs, 37 steals, and eight, <laughs> yeah. 18 doubles. Gotcha. I'm like, okay. Yeah, they were all landmarks. 4,000, 1,000, 1,000, 10, well, 10. And the reason and, I liked it is because it showed it wasn't like just on offense. It wasn't just on defense. It was getting sacks, interceptions, rushing, passing. Like well, It showed you that Will McClay has done a good job of finding it, talent you, all over the field. Wasn't, wasn't that just kind of a dig stat, though? I mean, wasn't that just a trade? I, I think it's, you know what. Honestly, I think it's a digs. Um, you know what? I don't know though. Probably because a lot thing. of people that have had. No, here's the thing though. It's tough to have like usually those offenses that put up the big like like I think of the greatest show on turf Rams. Uh-huh. Like how many guys in defense are really making these game changing plays for them? Like generally, you have all of this talent on offense, but it's not just that. It's digs with Micah because you also have to have some guy that gets ten plus sacks that. How many guys have double-digit interceptions? I just, double, I just think sack? of this whole stat, like, you know, when, when you do it on Stathead, you have all this. You, you factor the digs part in, you're like, okay, all this goes you're away right. now. No, yeah. you're right, yeah. I mean, Romo, DeMarco, Dez, DeMarcus. Of course, DeMarcus was yeah, hurt. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't think that oh, overlaps DeMarcus like that. DeMarcus was hurt that year. It doesn't but, overlap. But he could yeah. easily have had double-digit Oh, and, and go ahead and tell me who was leading the interceptions. What was that with two? Uh, Sensible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> with well, Jenkins accidentally. Uh, um, all right. Um, George, no offense, Mike Jenkins, if did, you're listening. Did you guys answer <laughs> takeaways, takeaways? Are you in agreement, takeaways or points? No, I actually think points is going to yeah. be more reliable. After yeah, you came I, with that great stat? I, because I, no, I mean, I think that's going to be huge. I just don't know how much Kyle Shanahan's going to put it in his hands to do that. Like, like I think there's going to be so much running the ball, and their takeaways have all been interceptions. They haven't necessarily been great forcing a bunch of fumbles this year. And so, you know, I think that number one defense, or, or that number one offense has you know, been pretty reliable. Even when we talk about how they're struggling, it's like they're still putting up 27 points. Mm-hmm. And so I think that 49ers secondary leaks too much. So I think you can count on them. If they want to go that direction, they'll be able to put up some numbers. All right, bear with me on this one. You ready? It's a two-part question. You got a third and seven. <clears throat> a big third and seven. You want Zeke or Tony in the backfield? Tony Pollard. This isn't even a tough question. Third and yeah. seven. Third and seven. I want Zeke back there. Third and seven. I don't want anybody in the backfield. I want to go. I, I, gen, I genuinely I want to go nice. ten personnel and motion the running back out because I don't think San Francisco. All right, now I'm going to change it to yeah. third and two. Third hold on, and hold two. on, hold on. You got you got Bosa screaming off the edge and Armstead, and you want Tony Pollard in there in, uh, in blocking pass protect. That? Yeah, I'm with Nick. Yeah, third and seven. I want Zeke. I, I mean, Rams went empty backfield on third and seven plus three times and converted it. They went empty backfield, went five, and San Francisco was having to spread everything out, and they were able to hit somebody in single coverage. Yeah, so I was I looking at it as more of if you had if you were going to run the ball on third and seven. Oh. Um, but, yeah, if you're just going to just play whatever it is third and seven, yeah, because All right. Zeke's Well, if you're going to run the ball on third and seven, I mean, Anchor yeah. better get l- loosened no up. <laughs> now third and two. Third, big third and two. Yeah, it's, it's You want Zeke or Paul? Yeah. I just trust Zeke more in terms of knowing everything about. I need more. I need more info. Where's the ball? Where Where are we in the game? I mean, is, is it a four, is it is two? it a four down situation? Is it third and two from the thirty seven yard line going in? Which means that's probably four down territory. I know? think the answer is still Zeke. Yeah. Well, I I trust him across the board more. Maybe. He does and and, and and many different aspects. If you can tell me what the play call is, I think I would be able to deviate a little bit more. But I just and I and, and that's why the, the staff trusts him too. I, I get so annoyed by people saying like, "Oh, the reason Zeke plays more is because management's like he gets paid more." No, it's not. The coach is on him out there for a reason. That's why he's out there. Like you might not agree with the coaches and what they're doing, but it's not because Jerry Jones goes, "Hey, we sell a lot more Zeke yeah. jerseys, and he's been around for a long time, and we're paying him a lot of money. He's got to be out there." That's no, not what they do. No. When it comes to money, it does it does factor when it comes to money. It's the money that they paid Dak, and and Zeke is a better blocker, and and we've seen a running back miss an assignment and ruin the quarterback's season. It, it happened. If he's honest about uh, like he seemed honest about it this week. If he's honest about his knee is feeling better and he's not dealing with stiffness anymore, third and two, you want Zeke. If he's still the same hobbled Zeke who looks like he's running at half speed right now. I don't know, because he's gotten stuffed at the line a lot with that knee right now. I think they need to be creative with Pollard. Get him on the edge like they did earlier in the year a couple of times when they couldn't run the ball. Uh, I think that's up to Kellen. Pollard is going to be the the wild card there where you have to get some effectiveness from him. But it's still Zeke with the dirty runs. He's still going to be the one trying to be the warrior. There you go, third and two. Put, put Zeke in the backfield, line him up. 
and then just Pollard on the jet sweep and hand it off to Pollard. And do the, do, the, call. I do do like the, the, the double plays. pitch. Get right. McGovern out there, too. All right, this matchup, George Kittle versus Micah Parsons. Who you got? Who you got in this matchup? I don't, I don't like think it's it. going to be that. I don't like that. You don't think be, we'll see it? I don't no, want I Parsons doing Ryan that. Curse. I want I Parsons over here. I, I, oh, yeah. I bet you Parsons has more times where his assignment is Debo Samuel than right. George Kittle. Yeah, I think Jay I would Ryan like that. I would like that. I, I mean, I think that it's going to be a Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons shared responsibility with Debo Samuel. Yeah. And so George Kittle, I think, is pretty much J. Ron Curse's guy. How's that going to go? And good that J-Ron is now yeah, yeah, back yeah, in I, practice. Yeah, he's been pretty solid I mean, against yeah, you, the best You want to talk about his again. reputation this year? He's done – if we're just going off of he hasn't given us a reason not to believe he can do yeah. it, then I'm going to go – I think If you go all the way back to March, that was the reason they brought him in. It's because they needed be, a bigger safety that but, would be able to defend but, tight ends. But and then his creative. His, Right, but in his role evolved into what it's become. I can't wait to watch what he does but, in this game. But be it's, creative if you're Dan Quinn. It, it, it's not always one thing. It, it, there could be in the late first quarter, this is maybe the second possession of the game, and it's third and eight, and here comes Kittle. Put digs on him. You know, put digs on him. Maybe Joseph's in the game. You, you trust him on the outside. You got Brown on there. You can't live all day like that because they will overpower you with receivers. But every once in a while, if you think this is a down and distance that they like Kittle, put digs on him. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and switch it up. Then they go to the sideline. They talk about that. Or they do that again. Well, they didn't do it again. This time they did. You know what I mean? You have to be one step ahead. But I think digs might match up with them. Some. I, I think there's a. You know, I think the offense is kind of. And they've talked about this week. I think the offense is going to be what the offense has been. I think they're coming in here and they're going to just continue to do what they've done best i do think dan quinn's been saving some stuff i think different blitz concepts different things on coverage i think disguising some coverages i think you're going to see him change some stuff up oh some game. jordan lewis maybe maybe no no i think i think and i think that's an <laughs> you can't undersell not just what J. Ron curse does in terms of being able to guard kittle with how thin they've been at linebacker lately curse being able to go into the linebacker spot some play a hybrid role that's going to free mike up to do some more disguised rushing Pey- peyton manning said this on the on one of the uh, manning broadcasts a few weeks ago, I don't know if it was the last one, but he said when you when you clinch a playoff spot early, it does give you a chance to to you know you have to go coach these games and all that, but you also are saving a few things. I mean, that's a concept on offense. Maybe that that's what happens on defense too. Well, there's I mean, a they, big part. They've of that been doing they've been doing that since they were six and one. Yeah, because I was going to say that if, if if we just go recently, there's a big part of looking back at that Arizona game and going, there's yeah. no way that they're this is everything that's in their bag. Like yeah. like I said, they waited till the fourth quarter to bring up that Cedric Wilson pass. Like right. on both sides of the ball, I was just kind of like, man, it just seems like everything's way more vanilla than it. Should I agree, be right. they were especially it for since they could have right. played Arizona again, and they knew yeah. it. All right, I got and two, it, and it worked. Yeah. We're gonna put Jaquan Hardy on you. <laughs> I got two more of these, and I, these are my two favorite. Speaking of Debo Samuel, he's not a wide receiver. He's not a running back. He's much like Cordero Patterson at Atlanta. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, is a new position forming in the NFL? Is this a new position? Debo, Cordero, uh, and what would you call it? Option back? Run receiver? Is this a trend that we're going to see grow, grow, grow? Flex back? Yeah, I, I don't know what you're going to call it, but I think yes, because of the fact of that is a position that I believe is the easiest to find from college to pro. And when I say I mean wide receiver, and there's just such a variety of wide receivers. And so because of that, all these teams, I feel like, are trying to find more and more ways to get these guys out there because they can do so many different things. So if you have these bigger type receiver guys, that stuff, you're going to just see them doing more and more. If they have a guy like that, they're going to be like, oh, this team used it. I mean, it's a copycat league. So, yes, I do believe It was supposed more. to be what Percy Harvin was going right. to be. Mm-hmm. And he was in flashes. but I mean, even though he didn't do it the same way, like Mike McCarthy mentioned today, I mean, he used Randall Cobb in a lot of different ways in Green Bay. Yes. So... Uh, this would be this player would be the most draftable player if you if you identify him. Don't I mean, you think? Cedric Wilson could be that guy. We just don't see him enough because he's drafted the, where. I mean, every team to draft that player. Oh, okay, who who could be the Fantasy option back or whatever? What'd yeah. you call it? The flex flex back yeah. something. <laughs> I mean, because they are showing their right. their value. I think it, yeah. I was thinking fantasy football the whole time. I'm thinking if you could put if you can put a comma on anyone's position, they're very valuable. And I think the only one this year in fantasy football was Cordell Patterson, who was a receiver running back. And, and that that's just fantasy talking. I know it's but unfair it, to play him when he's right, a running back. Right. It's when just you can unfair. do you can do anything you want, but but yeah, that's it's very similar. But but again. Just like Micah Parsons said, that's all nice and good, but 
It none of that stuff works. Just like Tony Pollard, no, it never works with Pollard if he comes into the game and just runs a screen or runs to the outside. Eventually, you do have to run the ball up the middle, or everyone's going to know. There's 14 quality control coaches out there. They know. So Debo Samuel can do all this other stuff and line up in the backfield, but he's going to have to run the ball sometimes too, and sometimes those guys get hurt. I mean, Ty Montgomery, that mm-hmm. was fun for a while. What's mm-hmm. he doing now? Yeah, well, he's still on a team. Is yeah. he? To his credit. Yeah. Dallas uh, is on uh, New Orleans. Montgomery. He's from around here. Yeah. Uh, all right, this is my favorite. Bobby, final. weigh in. Uh, no, I mean, I... Th- those guys are so rare. I don't know that you can say you're ever going to have enough of them for that to be a common position in the NFL. But, I mean, it's existed in sort of an effect, just the reverse, for since Roger Craig. I mean, Roger Craig, Ricky Waters, guys like that who, like, they were just the reverse of it, where they were running back and they could also kind of line up and do some stuff in the slot. I'm going to 96, Dallas used Dion like that and played him at corner. He did some stuff in the backfield. He played receiver. And so, I mean, if you have those weapons, teams have been willing to use them like that since – the 80s it's just they're they're so rare as as you know skill Curtis sets. samuel he's all right which of these quarterbacks is more likely to make headlines this postseason i'm talking about make a run and put on a show number one joe burrow number two kyler murray number three matt stafford number four josh allen or number five dak prescott you can only pick one do 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 put on a show do, do. Put on a show. Make the news. Oh, my gosh. Well, look at this so, 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 go. Well, well, well what, are we, what are we saying here? Are we saying, like, put on a show, like, go on a run and make sure? Yes. Or, or just, like, somebody plays really great, has a coming out party, and loses in the AFC no, Championship. somebody goes on a run and Josh steals Allen. the headlines. Josh, Josh Allen, Buffalo. I think he'll throw for 40 yards. <laughs> <laughs> with that, with in the, that weather, that but, weather. But, but I mean, I don't think any of the others have as good a chance to make the Super Bowl as he does. Oh, is this making the Super Bowl? Is this? I thought it was just putting you, on a you show. Can I think it's going to. I think it would be. To. I think it would be Joe Burrow. That, yeah, if you're talking about putting up gaudy Put stats up, and having to come stats, out, like Burrow, he's going to get his first. I mean, he would get his first win if he if he won the game. Nobody will notice unless they win at least two games. Let's let's be no. clear about that. All right, I'll go. I'll go with. I'll take the bait here, and I'll go with Matthew Stafford. And the only reason I'm saying this is because of all the quarterbacks that are in the playoffs, he will be the least, uh, in the NFC at least, will be, he'll be the least challenged with going to Green Bay. He's played there so many times. I think they beat Arizona. If they go to Green Bay, I think they have as good a chance as anybody's beating Green Bay. You guys all have the wrong answer, and you should be ashamed of yourself. The answer is Dak Prescott. Okay. I just don't know that the with Dak, like everybody talks about Dak. Dak He's the quarterback of the Prescott, Dallas Cowboys. But it would be like, expected. It would, it would, that's yeah. my no, thing. Wouldn't. No. He's what? a $40 million player. I don't know that there's any sort of a Well, what about or... how much money is Stafford making? Uh, twice. No, three times. He's had three contracts. Stafford and Kyler yeah. Murray and Burrow are all tied with us with playoff wins. Burrow's yeah. a first-rounder. Uh, Josh Allen's a first-rounder. Kyler Murray's a first-rounder. I don't. Come on, man. Dak is in this category uh, to, to show up and become the story. I don't think people expect that. Most people think the 49ers are going to knock him out Sunday. Mm. Or maybe more than 50% nationally. I, I just feel like he's such a lightning rod just because he's the Cowboys quarterback. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I can certainly see him playing well and, and going deep. I just don't know that he would be, I don't know. I All guess. right, let's, let's do that in the next segment then. Visions, thoughts, predictions, concerns, things that excite you, whatever. Speak your mind. About the big football game, 3.30 on Sunday. Next on Media Mash. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone. Even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. 
Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. Back, back to Media Mash. Oh, man, we're so excited on this Thursday here on Media Mash. Uh, you know, I used to say all those years of making predictions that I would uh, smoke a little peyote and a vision would come to me, and I would be amazed at how many people took me seriously Boy, when I said that. That escalated quickly. <laughs> the, the, I, I said it all the time. Steve, how'd you come up with that? Well, I'd smoke a little peyote, wait for the vision, and it would come, and they go, really? Is that No, no, I didn't smoke peyote. Yeah, man. But that was the idea. Uh, you say you have a vision. So let's just open up the floor here. The game is 3.30 on Sunday. Uh, it really is fun right now um and actually the anticipation is almost as much fun for you fans you don't want it to go quickly because the result's going to be here before you know it and sometimes the anticipation today tomorrow saturday is more fun than the actual you know it can be uh, i don't yeah <laughs> that, that might just go down to how patient you are as a person because i think a lot of people are like i let's can't go wait for this damn game let's to get here go we've right. talked about everything and you know let's Let's see. Let, I mean, I can't. I can't wait. I'm, I'm going to start, and then we'll open it up. Here, here's the only thing I. And this is whatever you got on your mind. If you want to predict, if you have a concern, if you have some small part of it that you want to articulate that maybe other people aren't paying attention, kind of Bobby's forte <laughs> a lot of times. Uh, whatever a vision. Here's what I think. This team has it exactly where they wanted it. Everybody's a go which has been a landmine field all year for every team with COVID and blah, blah, blah. The, everybody's a go. That's perfect. Dak is healthy and confident because he gained his own confidence against Philly. At least he's convinced, we think. Um, they, they've got two legitimate stars on defense. That th- and, then, and then DeMarcus and Gregory, you know, who you could argue are that – Behind them, uh, they, they haven't had that in the other teams that had a chance to make a run. Everything is set up perfectly. They're at home. It is time. They need to go out, show their talent, execute, and win. And I believe they will. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on most of that, and that's why my big takeaway from this, especially covering the team, is just this game is just so impactful <laughs> on our jobs because – it's like this is if you lose this game, it's like, wow, big deal. You had all that stuff that Steve just said, and you've been doing the same thing that you've done for this you, previous decade. You got decade. nothing out of yeah, it. Yeah, you got nothing. Yep. Like you didn't even get to where it, it just so much rides on one game like this, and and that's all I keep thinking about is like, this is the game that you know, you you brought in this coaching staff, you brought in this head coach because you wanted to be ready to be in this position, and I think one of the best things Mike McCarthy's done is have this team ready, healthy, like you said, at this point. But none of that matters if you lose this game. And that's why, like to Nick's point, I'm just I'm excited for this too yeah. because there's just so much that is on this game. It's more than just, I don't know. The, I guess I'll just sum it up like this. My feeling going to this game, way different than the 2018 game against Seattle. Way different. Like that game, you're just kind of like, yeah, everything's kind of here, but you still were like that defense still, whatever. You have all the ingredients in here. For the most part, you're healthy. Like you, you, have, you should win this game. You, you just have to. Yeah, I think that I agree. I agree with that, and I also think that you know the, the, what's going to hurt the Cowboys is that obviously if the 49ers just 
keep running it and they can't you know stop it um wear them down and i just don't see i know dan quinn's not gonna play i get it i don't think he'll play he has lined up at nose tackle this year but i don't think he's going to play but i don't think a dan quinn team's gonna just get punked i don't i don't think he's gonna allow it to keep happening i think that they'll stop the run and they can stop the run figure it out to stop the run that's all you gotta do sell out to stop the run and I know easier said than done, but you know, like seven teams have done it. Before you go, Bobby, I love that point because I can remember in '09 when they beat Philly back to back, and Wade Phillips was their defensive coordinator, head coach, got punked by Brett Favre in Minnesota in the second game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, wrong guy. They got the wrong guy. I mean, you could just tell. Kurt, that doesn't even. Not to mention what he did in 07, sent him on vacation uh, for the biggest game of the year. Uh, I love that point about Quinn. He's not the wrong guy. Uh, He's the right guy, and he's going to be somebody's head coach. They'll shore it up. Yeah, you know, this is such a – like we've talked about this whole time, it's so evenly matched. Like I don't know that you're going to find another matchup across the entire playoff landscape this week that's just as tight as this one. And, I mean, Vegas agrees, you Mm -hmm. know, making them a three-point favorite. To me, it's like the fact that we've all sat around here and talked about, you know, what's the officiating crew? Is San Francisco going to come in and take – that tells you, like, the margins here are so yeah, thin take the ball. that we're talking oh, yeah. about, like, all this tiny stuff. And so, I mean, I think when it comes down to that, when you look at that, it's got to – I think you need to default when it's that close. you got to default who's got the better quarterback, and you have the better quarterback. And so – when it's and that you have tight, the whiteout. that's that's you have yeah. the whiteout. Not you a know? fan of the whiteout, are you, Nick? <laughs> no, I, I I am. I'm fine with it. I mean, it's fine. I just I you're gonna you know it's you will see some red. Well, that that's the that's the thing. The if you purpose. wear a white shirt and you eat to a barbecue, I mean, like who's <laughs> the guy with a spank? That's what's gonna happen. There's gonna be a lot of that. There's I'm glad you're thinking that way. <laughs> I hate that. But, that's that's because dudes are idiots. But, yeah, we're gonna spill on here, the here's, white shirt. But the thing to that is the Cowboys are a better team on the road this year. They've been they've been good on the road. They've won some games there. So I'm not saying this is gonna be a road. Game. I'm saying it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Make plays, and you know, you. Yeah, the reason why the 49ers fans went nuts in 2014, there was a lot of them there, and there were a lot of them because Kaepernick was kicking their ass. I mean, if you can stop that. Then, yeah. you know, well, and, and that was a team that was thought to be four and twelve that year. Nobody yeah. knew they were going to be as Dallas was going to be as good as yeah. they were. I just flipped. See, it. I, yeah. I go back over the years. Now, oh seven when they were clearly the best team in the NFC, mm-hmm. but they had a brand new quarterback. He had nineteen interceptions that year, and when Wade Phillips told his team to get as far away from football as you can, the quarterback of the team said. Cool. I'll call Jessica and go lay on a beach. He was not ready for the big moment. That was the problem in 07. In 09, that team sucked. They weren't going to beat anybody. Uh, 2014 was the legitimate team. Romo was now a championship caliber quarterback who studied for six years and finally got it. And DeMarco was running the ball. The offensive line was awesome. Uh, That team got screwed out of making a run because of Blandino. Uh, That was the last time I felt like this. That team could have gone to the Super Bowl. Uh, 2016, you got a rookie quarterback and a rookie running back. They're not going anywhere. You really thought 14's defense was taking the Super Bowl? Yes. Old Mincy leading the way? Well, they had Rolando McClain. George Selvey, too. They had Selvey. (laughs) Selvey had seven sacks. But, uh, no, now Demarcus Lawrence was hurt all year, and he showed up for the playoffs. He made the play against Detroit. Uh, after he muffed after, the play yeah. against Detroit. Yeah. yeah, he made play for both teams. <laughs> but, but you know, he did that both those times, 07 and 09. He was out and then came back for the playoffs. But um, Different DeMarcus. There was a you're PI about where? or something, too, remember? You're talking about where, and then you're talking about Lawrence. Was no, in. I'm talking about Lawrence. Lawrence yep. in 14 and 16. Oh, yeah, okay. But you said, but then you said okay. nine and seven, so I thought okay. you meant where. No, no, no. I was yeah, talking about yeah, Demarcus I mean, Lawrence. Don't yeah, yeah. don't forget, and I'm sure Detroit fans haven't that Anthony Hitchens, you know, had he was like there. a call. Yeah. He had a he no. Was he, there. <laughs> yeah, he was there early on a PI that they called PI, and then all of a sudden yeah. that was the first time I think the NFL called that and said, "Hello, <laughs> Cowboys <laughs> in the divisional round. Thank you." Okay. All right, Wait, we, we got to wrap it up. This all the way back. Yes, we got to wrap this up. But here's here's all I want to say to every Cowboys fan listening. Uh, I, you know, it, it's the albatross hangs around the neck 
of these players. It's not their fault. They, they've done nothing. It's 25 years. It's hanging on them. You feel it, but don't feel that way for this one. This is the perfect opportunity. If it doesn't go well, they gagged. I mean, that's the only way I can look at it. It is a perfect opportunity. Embrace it and enjoy it. They're going to do something, aren't they? I'll do something. Michelle, don't, don't Say it, grin. John. Aren't Say it. they? Yeah, sure. Maybe. <laughs> you picking a win? John. Yeah, who, who are you picking? It's I'm picking the Niners. Let's go. Are you really? Yeah, I'm picking the Niners 24-21. Wow. All right. What about you, Bobby? I'm going to say Dak Prescott gets the better of an Eastern Illinois quarterback again. There you go. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> there you go. Get down in the shots. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, with another so, one up there calling it. So, uh, Jesus. He, he does play better with Romo over his shoulder. I've heard that. Yeah. Jeez. Hey, t- Tony's fine. Uh, just talked to him last week about his $17 million a year. How's the broadcasting going? Well, it's going pretty good. Yeah. And then I told him, hey, you hear Aikman may get the Thursday night deal? And he goes, oh, that would be sweet. Only do it on Thursdays and, and play golf on the weekend. Hmm. So... And then he goes, I love that media mass show, by the way. So, so yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what do you think, Nick? I think I think the Cowboys are going to win this one. I think they're going to win by double digits, Ooh. honestly. I think they're going to win by 11. I mean, that's not, not way out there, but I just – 11, I think th- 11 nothing? 11 – no, no. 13-2. Okay, <laughs> I like that. Come on, John. like that? No, I think like something like 34-23 – um, I, I I don't know. I'm I just think the 49ers. I think they're 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 good. But I just can't get over the fact that they they lose. They've lost seven times. Seven games. And and good teams have beaten them. And this is a good football team. We we like to pick holes in it. The kicking and all this and the experience here or there or whatever. It's a good football team. The rookie, Cowboys are good. Rookie, real quick, Chris Beam. What do you think? Oh, we're gonna win. Okay, we. I knew you'd say to that. Win. He, we. Uh, we. Look, I we smoke peyote. To win the game. I smoke peyote and I get visions. Uh. I'm Mr. Brightside this year in 2014, the only two years in all my years. Mm-hmm. They're going to meet Rodgers in Green Bay. They're going to meet Rodgers in Green Bay. I don't know what's going to happen when they get there, but they are going to see Mr. Rodgers in Green Bay. Nick, Nick is about to say that's the first time he's been to a championship. Never been. Game. I don't, never I don't, been. I never, I've seen everything the NFL has to offer in terms of games. I've seen I've seen games in Tokyo. I've seen games in Mexico. I've seen the Pro Bowl. I've seen the Super Bowl. I've seen it all. I've not seen a championship game. Well, then get ready. Well, all right. Let's see if I'm right. All right. We'll okay. see. I would just want to go to the ship. You guys uh, enjoy it either way. Michelle to pick the Niners. Whoo, man, you are you're a tough cookie. You were red. Tough cookie. Well, that's Buckeye. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is for Bosa and Zeke. Nikki. Both. Um, Brown. Thanks for no, letting Brown, me talk man, football man. with you guys. Jeez. Bobby, no, thanks for being on. Nick, of course. Mashoda, I'm Steve. Uh, I think we'll do it again next week. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yes, John. We'll do it again next week. So enjoy the game. Bye. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!